From the city of 100 Hellos, Brooks, Alberta, Canada, this is the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. Hello, my name is Janae. I'm here with Global Village. And uh, with us today, we have a special guest, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name is Steve. Uh, I am a constable with the RCMP. Um, and I live here in Brooks. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming here, Steve, today. Um, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, 100%. I can, uh, I'm going to take it way back. Uh, I was born in 1990. Uh, around that time uh, where I was born, I was born in Kuwait. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gulf War happened, the first Gulf War, where Iraq invaded Kuwait for a number of years. And so the only place for us to live, um, Saudi Arabia wouldn't take us, any other country wouldn't take us at the time because wow. uh, they were just inundated with so many other uh, refugees. Mm-hmm. We actually had to go and live in Iraq for uh, a number of years try to get back into Kuwait they wouldn't let us and so wow. uh, I had to study under um, Saddam Hussein's dictatorship so there's some things that we'd had to see some things that we had to go through um, right and some of his ideologies that made it difficult mm-hmm. um, we sold everything and then uh, ended up escaping that in the back of a van uh, under blankets so it was me mm-hmm. and my three siblings I was five years old and it goes down from that, three, two, one. Wow, so you're the um, oldest then. I'm the okay. oldest, yeah. Wow. Um, and so we ended up escaping through um, through the desert, getting into Jordan. Uh, my dad ended up going to jail while we were in, uh, in Jordan because wow. they found out we were illegally there in Jordan. And uh, so miraculously enough, like uh, the UN came and uh, got my dad out. Wow. And said, where do you want to go? He yeah. said, I'll go anywhere. And he said, how about Canada? So we ended up uh, moving to Canada. We lived in Winnipeg for two years. My mom hated the cold. I, I bet. And so we lived there for two years. And then we ended up uh, in Surrey, British Columbia. And I've been there since coming out here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So when, uh, as the oldest, did you feel a lot of pressure to kind of you know i know you were five years old so i'm sure this the memories are still Mm -hmm. kind of hard but did you feel pressure to kind of take on and be the bigger person for your two younger siblings throughout this and even now i suppose yeah yeah i it's still i mean culturally still like that yeah um in that moment um my mom my dad and myself all had an assigned um, sibling of mine really um, to keep quiet in the back of a van because those like you would go through checkpoints yeah um, where the army would be you'd either pay them off or you would just stay quiet and so that made it um, extremely difficult yeah because it your heart would be racing and you don't know if they're gonna pull you out and, and kill you yeah um, and so um, yeah that made it uh, that's part of like the whole journey of just simply Trying to understand being being the older brother, but also trying to grow up as well. Yeah, so makes, no makes those a little bit difficult. I think there's still a little bit of pressure as far as like being the oldest and your siblings <laughs> looking up to you. But um, yeah, sometimes those were good. Sometimes those were not not so great. No uh, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. And so when you got to Canada, 
in Winnipeg, were you guys able, like, were you able to kind of start dealing with what you had just experienced or were you still kind of go, 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 go? Yeah. So um, some of the things that I would say, some of my earliest memories was going to a school, getting on a bus, not knowing where, where I was going. Right. The only things that I knew was the ABCs and getting dropped off at a, like a building. Right. And you're like, this is a school. Okay, this is different. The language too, yeah. hey? New yeah. language, new co- – oh, my gosh. So you go there. I remember going into my um, grade two class and mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden I'm going upstairs to – later I found out it was like the ELL okay, um, yeah. classes. Mm-hmm. But at that time, like, why am I being taken away? Like, this is oh. this is taking you back to like where, where you grew up and how you grew up. Yeah. Um, and even even then, there was things that happened as far as like culturally, like, mm-hmm. um, someone did something like to me. I ended up doing that back, and then the yeah. police got involved. Oh. So that was absolutely terrifying. No, well, no kidding. And so that actually motivates me or motivated me as far as like why I do what I do and like the communities that I enjoy dealing with because it brings me back to like what am I doing here here's a police officer and back home like when the police are involved yeah that's not a small thing like you're you're in trouble um so you could be taken away and and whatnot so there's me and my dad sitting there with this police officer yeah He's not fully able to understand us, and we're not fully able to understand him. Right. Luckily, yeah. there's no criminal offense or anything. <laughs> yeah. It's just kids, like, being ridiculous. But, yeah, um, yeah. That I remember. I will forever remember that, and that's, like, a huge motivator as to, as to why Wow. I've chosen certain careers yeah. um, to get to where I'm at today. No yeah. kidding. That is so powerful to remember of course your experience with police officer and now being on the opposite end and knowing how those kids must feel of you know oh my goodness like I didn't mean to do this or no one understands or anything especially you know with the language barrier lots of police officers don't speak you know Amharic, Arabic, Oromo and things like that so to give these kids a, a voice is powerful in of itself to explain yeah. to them, hey, you know, it's it's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, even even in our community here, we yeah. had it where someone was about to be arrested, right? Because there was a language barrier, and so um, he was able to speak Arabic, and I was like, oh, this is a complete misunderstanding. Like, wow. And it went from like potentially being arrested to just simply a courtesy ride home. Wow. So yeah. So that that must make you feel pretty yeah. good, though, yeah, yeah. that you're like, you're not, you know, you're you're doing your job, but you're also changing people's lives for the best, like, and making a positive impact on those youth. Like, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, cool. I think a lot of times uh, I'll look back at certain, certain things that I've done. So, like, mm-hmm. from the age of 10, so we moved to Surrey. Mm-hmm. I spent most of my time with the principal. Okay. And that's just because I was an angry, frustrated individual who didn't know how to deal with his emotions or potentially the trauma. 
And so um, that then motivated me to do previously what I did, um, like previous to being a police officer. Mm -hmm. So as a youth outreach worker. Okay. In the Wally area, which is like a pretty low income area. Right. High crime rate, um, huge cultural diversity. And so I, like I said, I spend majority of my time with the principal because I would get into fights. Right. It's a survival mentality that would go on. Mm-hmm. Um, little did I know, later obviously found out through either through counseling or through whatever. Right. It was just like, oh, this is trauma, like coming out. This is, um, yeah. And so uh, I think a lot of the times that we see that youth who are either like culturally different Mm-hmm. or um, culturally diverse, all of those things, can sometimes you can stem that back to either childhood trauma right. or family trauma that is sorty, sort of playing itself out. Yeah. Um, and so if you're able to stop and then bridge that cultural gap or yeah. bridge that language gap, then you can understand and peel back the layers of like, oh, okay, this isn't someone who's a criminal. This isn't yeah. out someone out to like try to um, create issues in the community or with themselves. They're just allowing this uh, trauma to take over, really. Yeah. Um, or not having the skills or the supports to be able to um, deal with what's going on. What? Well, so speaking of that, was there someone in your life that you? could go to or trust that kind of helped you go through these motions of of trauma that you were dealing with as a as a kid yeah so that's a great question yeah that's that's a bit of a mixed okay um so for me um i had a few friends that we were able to relate to one another oh wow but um culturally we were different like um, he was from India. I'm, I'm from mm-hmm. the Middle East. So we have some cultural like, mm-hmm. things that we could relate on, but culturally we didn't have a lot. And um, some of the things that I look back at, so my mom ended up changing my name from Ahmed mm-hmm. to Steve so that I could fit in. Wow. Because that became a... Um, an issue for me when I was in school because people were not as inclusive or they were, you know, there was jokes or whatever. Oh. And um, so she ended up changing that for me. I didn't ask her to, yeah. but because it was creating such an issue. Holy. Um, and then she tried to put me in like boxing just so I can get the aggression out, which is a normal parent response. Yeah. But that only just trained me to fight better. So all these things that were um, that were around as far as resources. However, I would say the biggest lack was um, either a person yep. who was like, "Hey, I'm going to invest my time in in this person." Yeah. The individual I can remember. Yeah. I was, I was 18. So. 18. Wow. Before the first person I could remember yeah. going like, yeah, that that person um, cared. The other one was um, I was fourteen, but it was only during summers while we had like summer camps. 
So, okay. and he lived like five hours away. Wow. Oh, so, not convenient. It's not convenient. Exactly. <laughs> and like the follow up and whatnot was not all, Mm-mm. was not all there. So, but since then there have been individuals, um, in my life that have either spoken to or whatnot. I, I talked about just counseling too. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a real eye opener because it was like, oh, part of, you know, what's going on and how I react to certain things is yeah. home trauma or life trauma or um, the historical things that have happened. Right. So. Was that kind of a nice feeling to realize like, hey, you went, what I went through, of course, is horrific, but at least now I understand why I'm acting this way. Did that kind of put some, not, I wouldn't say closure, but put things into perspective almost? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we talk often about like triggers, certain right. triggers, yeah. certain things. Yeah. Um, I think if you've gone through trauma, especially like through cultural or country or whatnot. Yeah. The biggest thing that stands out is justice. Um, and so when a student gets in trouble mm-hmm. or has a conflict at school, you can almost always stem it back to justice or injustice um and so if you help an individual understand that yeah that's unjust but how do you how can you stop for that moment and actually deal with that properly Mm -hmm. is it's pretty incredible and pretty eye-opening and so that's what i really enjoyed as far as my previous job was like a youth outreach worker yeah was you get a caseload of 40 students and in that you would be able to help this individual right. really understand themselves um, and find the best approach on how to deal with things that are um, that are going on in their life and help to explain why they're feeling certain ways or why why am I reacting this way? Yeah. What are the resources that I could have? Or you'd sometimes put them in, in a situation where now – they would have to react in a way that now you've been talking about. So either through mentorship or through right. um, certain activities, you're like, oh, let's see if you, the things that we're talking about, now you can put into practice. Right. So those, been, those are really cool but- things that I could remember and think about and some people that I'll never forget as far as how much they've taught me to. Wow. And in, in just doing the program. I mean, that's so powerful because, again, you're telling how uh, even though you didn't have one person for, you know, you said the first person you really, really remember was at 18. So to now, again, be the opposite, just like the police officer being the youth worker, to be that kind of stable individual for people who have gone through similar things that you went through as a kid is must feel pretty, pretty good that you can kind of give back. Yeah. It's hard with the uniform, I'll be honest. Okay, like, yeah. Um, because people see the uniform and automatically there's there's a wall. Right. Um, so, for example, living in Brooks, it's mm-hmm. it's been incredible just to be able to uh, live within the community that you police. Right. And potentially people see you outside of the uniform as well. Yes. So you carry yourself in a certain way. However, like... They start to see you as a human as well. Nice. Um, yeah. And so you like 
I think some of the best calls that I go to have been ones where we're talking in Arabic. Oh. Um, because someone is in distress. Someone is needing help in that. Yeah. And they are needing to articulate what's happening. And sometimes in your own language, you can articulate that the best. Yeah. Um, but also helps you understand the best as well. Um, and so that's been really, really cool. Like, that would be my biggest um, encouragement. We can get into that too. Like, as yeah. far as if someone is looking into policing. Right. Um, it's not a... It's not a sexy job <laughs> at this time. Like, it's not one of those jobs now where everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a police officer. Everybody, yeah. there's there's certain groups, there's certain um, demographics that absolutely hate police. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that they, they don't hate the police. I think they hate the uniform. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of, the, some of the individuals that have worn that uniform. Okay, I'm not going to... No, it's, no. It's a yeah. whole different topic. <laughs> However, exactly. I, anytime I deal with someone who has said, like, I I don't like police, I'm like, okay, exactly. what if you wore that uniform? Like, why don't you wear it? Mm-hmm. You go ahead and be the change then. Um, help someone understand um, what is it that we're here for. Right. Because then you can have that lens going into it. And so that has been um, some of that. I've loved those conversations, to be honest. Um, And I really hope that some of those conversations I've had turn into um, real job aspirations. Oh, Because I think we would love to have different cultures, different um, backgrounds, different... um, just different individuals all together yep. um, coming in doing policing together. Because I don't fully understand certain cultures. Mm-hmm. And um, I can probably attest to the fact that some of my colleagues don't understand that too. Right. And so if more and more are in this job and in this role, or even partnerships within the community, yeah. then then there's sort of, um, two different groups helping support a community together. Yep. And so yeah. bridging the gap. Hey? Yeah. I think that could be extended to every workplace too. Yeah. Like it's always good to understand different cultures in any sort of given situation, right? Because every situation is different for every individual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really admirable what you're doing and what the police is doing here in Brooks, reaching out and talking to people. Uh, so I, I commend you guys for that. Thank oh, you so fun. much. Hey? It's, <laughs> it's fun. fun hey? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. it's oh, a fun good. job. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, so do you have kind of a message for today's youth then if they are looking to start a career in policing or yes. Okay. Perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say, if you're thinking about policing, my my journey was a little bit different. So I actually put an application in when I was 18, 19. Oh, wow. Um, for the RCMP? For the RCMP. Right. And um, I didn't follow through with the application because my family said don't do it. Um, culturally, like, you... 
police are not seen as the best, just mm-hmm. given the history. Um, and so that and my mom didn't want me to get shot and killed. So there was a yeah. bit of, there was a bit of culture. There's a bit of a misunderstanding. So I waited till I was about 30 where I applied. So I did different things in my life and then yep. realized I've always wanted to do this. Like I have a picture and it's my first toy was a police car. And so I've always, always like aspired to do it. And I finally did it for me. I didn't do it for my parents. I didn't do it for to try to um, get a community group flex, I would say. Okay, yeah, I I gotcha. And so, like, parents want to be proud, like, hey, go be a lawyer, a doctor. Yeah. And I was like, but that's not my, that's not my passion. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. And it was really hard for them to understand that. Um, and so at 30, I was, I was like, this is what I want to do. Now, you don't have to wait till you're 30. <laughs> you could be 18 um, and apply and have a healthy career right. in, in the RCMP. Um, I think one of the things that is always good is to get some life experience. So doing different jobs, yes. interacting with different groups – um, doing things that will help you work with people because that's what you're doing. You're you're right. going to be working with all types of people from all types of background with all types of yeah. issues, addictions, whatever it may be. Yeah. So find something to do in the meantime that will help you to learn that. Um, and so people will talk down McDonald's or someone will talk down <laughs> working at a coffee shop or whatever it may be, but that gives you experience in working with all types of people. Oh, boy, does uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I, like, the things that I look back at and some of the things that have worked for me have always been working around people, and that's I just enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you don't really go out gunslinging. Like, you are more uh, talking with people, about yeah. what's going down, and then you're just going to be talking them down out of this conflict. Wow. And so that has been an eye-opener, because I mm-hmm. thought I was just be like, we're chasing people, oh, lights you, and sirens like the all movies, the time. Hey? Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but that's not it, and I loved it. So um, if that's, if that's a, a way you want to go, go because you want to do it, not because anybody else is telling you to. Um, and obviously, like, it does pay well. Like, we can, we can talk about that, but so do other jobs, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, what you're saying is bang on is you have to be doing something that you that you wake up every day and go, wow, I can't wait to go to work, mm-hmm. you know? And even if that might take you some time realizing other jobs and things like that, um, getting that life experience so that you can narrow it down, like, okay, no this is actually what I want to do or figuring out, you know what? I actually thought, I thought I liked this, but I actually want to do something completely, mm-hmm. completely different is, is it well, speaks to me. That's for sure. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure it speaks to many, many other people. Um, so is there like any educational requirements? Like how do you become a police officer? You hand in a resume and you say, okay, I'm ready to, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So just to go back, 
one step as well. I, yeah. I would say one barrier would be that some people often think that I'm not I'm not good enough or I've done things in my life that I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're listening to someone that uh, got kicked out of school numerous times and then kicked out of a Surrey school district, which says a lot. Oh. Um, I the only school that would accept me was at homeschooling. So I had to get homeschooled for my last two years because no school would say, yeah, you can you can study here. Wow. Um, so there's no limitations as far as like that goes. Obviously, you can't have anything outstanding as far as like criminal record goes. Um, so, or anything before the courts. So if everything is done and over with, mm-hmm. then you have the ability to go in, I believe, and um, people can look that up. I think it's two years without okay any like any dealings that have been done, either two or three years, something like that. Right, yeah. Um, so what you would do is you'd go to the government of Canada. Okay. Uh, you look up under the jobs, and then you put police officer. Yeah. And I'm talking strictly for RCMP right now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you put your application in. In yep. that, it will give you background. Um, they'll ask that you do your hearing and vision tests so yes. it meets the standards. Then um, it would have a questionnaire there. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's sort of like an integrity questionnaire. And it will have certain questions that will be pretty invasive. Okay. Two things that will happen through that. Uh, one someone will either overshare yeah. or not share. Interesting. Um, best thing to do is just to keep it honest. Yeah. Um, of course. And just state it because nothing is new. No. Um, there's nothing new that will cause you not to be a police. Well, I did this once and uh, yeah. like well, or overshare like that's unnecessary either. Just answer the question and answer it honestly because you're going into a job where they're going to depend on your honesty and your integrity. Yeah. Um, and so there is no perfect human that will go in and say, yeah, I've done nothing. I'm like, yeah, that's that's impossible. Um, but you share the things that you've done or whatever. Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as like, hey, when I was – Five years old, I went to 7-Eleven, and I took a five-cent candy. Right. Okay. Okay. Like, what'd you do with it? <laughs> oh, I told my parents, and then they took me back or whatever. Yeah. I'm not, like, that could be some some of the stories that could happen. I see. Or, or you can simply say, yeah, I took a five-cent candy. Yeah. What were the consequences? None. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about that? Well, uh, it's stealing. Great. Just move on. There you right? go. Right. Um. As long as you're honest and integral. Because you're going to go to courts and you're going to take account for every action that you take as far as that dealings with that individual. And they got to be able to say, yep, this is what I did. This is what happened. This is blah, 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 blah. Um, Once that application is through, that will be sent off to a recruiter. Okay. The recruiter will review that uh, and they'll make a recommendation for you to go forward. Wow. Or sometimes come back with more life experience. Okay. That's not the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no educational requirement except for finishing grade 12 as far as the RCMP right now. Okay, yeah. Um, 
Then you'll do a uh, written test. Okay. You have to uh, have a certain standard to pass. Right. Um, and then you'll go through interview questioning. Okay. And they'll give you the criteria for that. I would say practice, practice, practice. Um, how are you going to answer that? What you're going to say? Yes. Uh, it's going to be questions based on. They have a criteria, so they'll they'll go through that with you, okay. and you're basically answering um, based on your experiences. They want to see how you handled things before. That's where like life experience comes in. Right. Yeah. Um. And then after that, you will go through, it used to be the polygraph. They've now used discretion. So if they don't need to do the polygraph, you don't need to. But if they feel like you should, then they will go and do the polygraph. I uh, did not know that. Yeah, this wow. is uh, something we found out recently. Huh. Um, there's no physical exam either, which used to be one. Yes. There did a uh, f- fun fact, a little little pause. I actually was also planning on being an RCMP officer, so I was kind of nice. looking into the yeah, into yeah. the process as well. So I was looking at the physicality exam and yep. things like that. So interesting yeah, that yeah. things have changed. Oh, they'll definitely do it when you're at depot, but ah, uh, there you go, right? Yeah, yeah, they'll do it three <laughs> times at depot. Oof. Um, and you'll have a certain time to pass, which is not. It's not crazy. Um, and so then, uh, there's a lot of videos as far as like the recruiting mm-hmm. process out there, okay. um, that someone can follow and fully understand in depth. Um, there's also recruiters that you can speak to within the RCMP. Oh, fantastic. That will, uh, that will be able to help you out in that. Yeah. Um, so okay. then once you're done that part, then they'll do a, a medical exam with you. Okay. Um, and then once you pass that, then you kind of wait for the golden call where they give you a depot date. And nice. you go to depot for six months. And that's a, you basically leave everything behind, right? Everything. And you're going to, yeah. and it's a place in Saskatchewan? Yeah, Regina. Okay. Regina, okay. Yeah, so uh, you get to go there, you get to live there, all your food, all wow. of that is paid for. Huh. Um, and you get paid I think they're going to up the cost, but or the price, or I should say the salary. Salary, but, okay. Um, but right now it's five twenty-five a week. Okay, it's not wow. too bad. Yeah, not too um, bad. Considering everything else is paid for. Yeah. Uh, once that happens, you then uh, go through the course. You, um, they'll teach you firearms, wow. even though you've never touched. Like I've never touched a firearm since that. De- like. Mm-hmm. prior to depot yeah um and they teach you all of that wow. um they teach you their driving they teach you everything oh, um cool. so oftentimes if someone's like oh, i don't know if i'm like fit enough to go they'll get you fit <laughs> you're, um, you're, that's what depot's yeah. for hey i think you should have a, a certain standard and right. they'll they'll go over that with you like run a 5k under 30 minutes okay. like doing i think a, a minimum of 15 push-ups or something oh, like that like okay. um just so that you can actually just keep up right um but by the end you'll you'll definitely see an improvement in your um physicality i would say um and then everything else so you get tested as far as like um uh, police sciences right uh, physical testing okay um 
you get man now. He's taking you back, uh, eh? Yeah. yeah. Firearms. <laughs> driving. Driving. Uh, police tactics. So as wow. far as like how to cuff okay. certain scenarios. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite an extensive program. Marching as well, which is big in the RCMP. I loved it. I really didn't know how to march whatsoever. And I, that ended up being one of my favorites in the end. Isn't uh, that so funny, oh, yeah. hey? And it's, as far as, like, who who you become after that, you become in- incredibly detailed. We oh. talked about as far as, like, fit. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll help you understand what you're getting into. And it'll give you the bare minimum just to go to your first posting. And so at some point, right. you apply what province you want to go to. Okay. And sometimes they'll give you a list. Sometimes they'll just assign you oh, uh, okay. a place. Yeah. It really depends on, like, family situation, what you desire. I mm-hmm. think you should always have an expectation with the RCMP that you can go anywhere in the mm-hmm. country. It's a federal unit mm-hmm. or a federal policing. So we cover all the provinces and territories. Right. Uh, once you do that, uh, once you find out your province, um. Then you get a list, depending on the province, you get a list of uh, places you can go to. Okay. Alberta doesn't allow you to give a list. You can put your own list in that. Um, Isn't and, that something, hey? Uh, you can say, I want to go here, 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 here. Uh, you got to be realistic as well. Um, so oftentimes people will put the hubs like Edmonton or Calgary. Yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. you know, you're <laughs> most likely not going to get it. Um, but being realistic as far as where you want to go. Um, so out of 15 places yep. that I put in Alberta, Brooks was not on it. Um, but okay. what I did put was I want to be able to use my language and my cultural background. And so they put me in Brooks. No um, way. So it has been a blessing in disguise. So wow. it's been a really com- cool community to be in. Yes. Uh, something I had not thought about yeah and i put places where i'm like they are hungry for members there so and they didn't give that to me so there's there's some consideration as far as that goes so i've been really really lucky in that sense to be able to do that how interesting hey Mm -hmm. like uh thank you so much for sharing the process i don't think many people know how much goes into becoming a police officer like it's not overnight that's yep. that's for sure yeah um and how cool that even though it wasn't on your your list that you got uh, yeah. to come here as it's kind of like a it's, it's like a gold nugget i yep. think in in alberta yep. like it's it's such a unique fantastic community oh here. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We uh, we often share that in the office. Going, oh, like, awesome. oh, We're not we're not going to talk to other people about coming out here because we yeah. just want to keep <laughs> keep books to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah. so cute. That's very yeah. funny. Yeah. Perfect. Well, honestly, thank you so much, Steve, for for coming yeah. out and uh, sharing your story and your experience here with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Perfect. Fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. For more information, go to globalvillagecenter.ca.